And, and people talk about him like he's some slap from East Boga, you know, community college. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Thursday, July 21. I'm Toby, that's TJ. I like Dylan Gabriel, he doesn't. 44 days away from a Sooner kickoff here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Uh, you want to start the hour with Jackson? Let's go right to it. Let's get right to Let's Jackson. Get right. We would never want to make Jackson hold. He's probably wanting no. to know if Skip's going to be fired. Have you ever in the been next to Jackson Hold? Fantastic place. Never had. Beautiful Never up had. there. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Jackson. Good morning, fellas. Unless um, <clears throat> since TJ wants to take a shot at me right off the bat, yeah, I was I was incorrect um, about firing the baseball coach. I'll I'll I'll, I'll admit that he did it. That's did a big a man. Takes a big man. Takes a big man. We can move on now, Jackson. We can move on. Now. All right, all right. <laughs> now, my my question is, you know, with the uh, with all this realignment talk and 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 uh, and packages and stuff, why does NBC not go after more college football? Wouldn't because hmm. if, you know they're just hanging their head on Notre Dame, and and if Notre Dame ends up joining the might. conference or something. I mean, there there are rumblings out there that they, that they might be interested in that. That's the that, talk now know, that they maybe, want to combine the, the the Big Twelve with Notre Dame and yeah. sign uh, the Big Twelve to a television rights package. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, you, you got to have the sense. money, and they got. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why it might be. Like NBC has has invested billions on the Olympics through the years, and, uh, and you know, and they've had a piece of the NFL. So it just could have been a financial decision that college football is not an area where we want to be involved in other than Notre Dame. You know, I think it's probably just been a financial decision for them. But it sounds like they're at least intrigued by it now. Well, I think they should because if this playoff expands, then you, you'd you want to be able to get into the the bidding of that because I'm sure, I'm sure that would move – well, I would think it would move around. I don't think it would stay on one – Network and so you got to have more college football than just Notre Dame if you want to get into that business. That's just my thought. Plus, there are times when I'm not a big Notre Dame fan, but there are times when I don't even tune in to NBC because I don't even realize Notre Dame's playing a game. You know, they only show the home games. So, where you know ESPN or somebody, you know, there's always games on all day long. So you just kind of stick stick on those. It used to be a big deal that every Notre Dame game was on TV. 
Now everybody's every game is on TV. So they also need programming for the the Peacock uh, uh, app they have now, streaming service yep. they have now. So they they need more programming for that as well, which would work out well if they could put uh, college football on that. So anything yeah, else for us today, Jackson? But by the way, when did no, your I'm... name move back to Jackson? Didn't he call in as something else a couple of weeks ago? No, I've always been there. TJ, wasn't he, wasn't he Devin or something like that? And you <laughs> sniffed him that out. That or someone is impersonating Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. Uh, no. I'm, okay, well, I've always been Jackson. I'm, I'm not going to run and hide from it. I mean, yeah, he, we, I, I made a bad call there. I mean, I made, you know, he, he, he redeemed himself. They turned it around. So, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. All right. See you later. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, Teach, is to see what the crowds are like uh, early next season. Because, like, for example, I I think my family, just as, you know, my my personal um, sample size here. Oh, you mean in baseball or? Uh, Baseball. 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 Yeah, sorry. He was talking uh, Skip Johnson, so that made me think baseball. Gotcha. I'm excited to see if this Omaha run has a, a bump on attendance early in the season, and I only bring that up because my family was around the dinner table the other night talking about they're looking forward to going to some games next year because, you know, they they didn't go last year. They didn't go with me last year and then got fired up about the NCAA tournament run. They went to Omaha a couple of times. Now they're paying attention to who gets drafted. They're paying attention to who's transferring. We're having discussions about, well, who we got coming in. We lost this guy. Who are we gonna? You know that kind of stuff didn't happen in the Roland House before. Dad went to games, and then came home, and maybe they cared who won, and maybe they didn't. You know, but now they're like invested because of the Omaha run. In where'd Cade Horton go? What about David Sandlin? Did he get picked? Does that mean he's not coming back? Stuff that we didn't talk about before. We talk about now. Well, I and hope that's the case. They're saying. I wonder, you know, early, I can't wait to go early in the season next year. I want to see this guy. I want to see, you know, this guy, things like that. So if that's happening in my house, I wonder if that's happening in other Sooner fans' houses too, and, and we'll see an impact in, in attendance. I've certainly, with people outside of the station, have had more conversations in the last few weeks over OU baseball than I ever have at right. this point of the year. So right. I think that's true. I think that'll be the case, and I hope it's the case. So we'll see. You know how this goes, though. Weather early in this baseball season plays such a major factor on whether people get out or not. You could be playing in, you know, 45-degree, 30-mile-an-hour winds. That's true. And so it's kind of up to the team, too, to maintain some of the momentum. And once the weather warms up and heats up, that they're still playing at a, a pretty good clip, you know. So, But I, I've had way more conversations than I have ever had in, hey. in my time here. Uh, speaking of stadiums, uh, segue here. So I was on vacation when the whole arena thing was brought up by David Holt in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. Right. Um, we haven't talked about it a lot on on this show. What is the vibe out there for that? You get a, you got a feel for whether this is a thing that is going to be fought or whether it's supported or anything. We talked about it while you were gone. Um. I don't know. The, the people that were texting in were sports fans, so they wanted it. But you know that that other side, there's going to be a huge fight on who's paying for this thing. People aren't going to want taxes and, and 
all that being raised and them having to pay for it. They want the Thunder to pay a certain amount of it. All, all I had to say about it was they do need a new arena. That when, you know, Ford Center, Chesapeake, Paycom, whatever you want to call it, was built, it was it was done in a generic, let's do this for the sake of having an arena like that to have nice uh, concerts, maybe some uh, Big 12 events. You know, it may not have been pre-Big 12, I can't remember. but um, What is the di- – I agree with you, by the way. What is the difference between – the Paycom Center and, say, some of the nicer arena, like the American Airlines Center, some of the nicer arenas in the NBA? I just think the the amenities are better at those arenas. The design, the... Does like, that mean concessions when you say amenities? Yes, Does that mean concession, um, bars, restaurants... Like for me, everything is just plain Jane with the with the mm-hmm. Paycom Center. I I, I mentioned yeah, this that week cutter. you were gone because I had just gone to be okay for Dude Perfect. Be okay to me is a much much better arena than Paycom. Why? Has ever been. I, I like the look of it, the feel of it, the styling. Outside's of Outside's much cooler. Outside's much yeah. cooler. Inside's is much cooler. Is the concourse cooler. and the concession area better? Because Con- I only see the be okay through the like. Down on the floor. I've never yes. been up and walked around. It's like not the even close. Area, it's so. not even close. The concourse okay. is much better. The concessions are much better. The little row of restaurants that BOK has tucked off in one corner are much better. They've got, I mean, BOK. I mean, Paycom has some of this with the the private bars and the different things. They're just generic. I mean, they just are. It was yep. just quickly put together. They never expected to have an NBA team in it, and it's it's an arena that's not worthy of an NBA team, if you ask me. And pay, mm, uh, BOK gets way more concerts and way more big events than Paycom does anymore. And I think it's because the artists like that arena better, too. Does it seat more? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I could Does tell you that. Is it better acoustics? Like, why would the uh, for me, an artist? Yes, like for me. I, I don't know. Yeah. A concert sounds better in the BOK for me than it does. I've never at been to Paycom. a concert at the BOK. So, uh, sight lines are better. Um, I just like the BOK better. So that was my thought around it is that it's it's 20 years old. You have to start discussing it now because by the time you get this voted on and things passed and you get land and designs and everything built, you're looking at five, six, seven more years out, and then you're looking at nearly a 30-year-old arena. So you have to start discussing it now and making plans now because – You've got to you've got to plan ahead on this thing. You you need a new arena mm-hmm. at this point. So I'm for it, but it doesn't affect my tax dollars. So it's easy for me to say. Right. Right. I wonder what the well, I wonder what the I would love to hear from some people, I guess, although you're right, we are slanted toward the sports fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh whether this is going to be something that is oh yeah absolutely we are we love having the nba here and we don't want any uh uh risk of losing it let's do it or heck no build it yourself we don't care if you're here anymore if you i mean this is exactly what seattle went through right oh absolutely yes seattle did not want to build a new arena and so they left so um, you can say 
you're being held hostage or all those kind of things that you like to say in this situation. But this is every professional sports team in every city in America, basically. I shouldn't say every. 99%. This is the conversation that happens. I am a little, uh, and I've been to several arenas around, obviously. I don't spend a lot of time on concourses um, looking around. Not a lot. Some, but not a lot. I am a little um, shocked now, I guess, at how quickly these massive arenas and stadiums become outdated. Yeah, that's or how we say they become outdated. Like a, an arena that's twenty years old should not. We should not need a new arena. Well, an arena that's twenty years old that's already been through renovations a couple of times. Right, and I'm not just talking about Oklahoma City right now. I'm talking about like all, like there, there, a lot of times you'll hear about a city wanting to build a new stadium or build a new arena. And I'll think, didn't they just build a new stadium? That oh no, that place. Well, was Arlington's the perfect example. The ballpark in Arlington was a beautiful ballpark, and wasn't that old. Right, but when was it built? It was built in what '94. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that was 25 years. And they decided, well, we got to build a new place. Mm-hmm. It's just—I'm not saying it's even wrong. I'm just—I'm. We're getting to the age now where we, I guess, when we were kids and they wanted to build new stadiums, we were like, "Yeah, these stadiums have been here for our whole life. They should build a new stadium." And now that we're older, we've like, "Wait, wait, we've outlived that stadium. Like that stadium <laughs> was built in my twenties. <laughs> yes, and now it's already time for a new stadium." So um, that always stuns me a little bit because it just seems like yesterday we built the Chesapeake Energy Arena, and we're like, wait, well, we've got a myriad. We don't, we don't have a professional team here. Why do you need an arena? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. And then they built this big, beautiful arena, and they're like, now we need a new one. And so, I'm not saying they don't. I agree with you. I'm, I'm sure they do, and I hope it gets built because I don't want. Personally, my opinion, I'm not trying to, I'm try, just trying to sway your opinion out there. I don't want to lose the Thunder. And I do live in the Oklahoma City uh, area and would personally be fine with, you know, whatever. I don't know even know what the proposal is. Is there a proposal out there yet as to how they fund this thing? That I, I have not seen any plans as far as that goes. or, or I think it's just been initially kind of tossed out there by... Mayor Holt, that hey, this we need to start discussing. What this. about? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please finish. No, no, no. That's all. We need to start talking about because of the point I made earlier. Because this will take several years to get through the process, and we're looking at a 30 year old arena. Then, so I, I wonder what, what like locations are we talking that about? That was it's actually just text in, in like where would area. it be built? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, okay, I'm reading a story about this now. The site along, well, let's see here, let's see here, let's see here. Uh, the first site to consider maintains, this is a story in the Oklahoman. The surface parking lots located on four blocks between Oklahoma City Boulevard, Hudson, Robinson, and Reno Avenues. The site sits just west of the Paycom Center. So just right next to it there is one place they're suggesting, where the parking lots are now just west of the Paycom Center. Uh, the site, along with former I-40 easement 
uh, and an additional block to the west is large enough for the arena plus an amenity zone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you've got to be in the same general area there, right? I mean, you've got to be right in the same Scissortail Park, Bricktown, all of that. You can't. You can't move it across town or anything no, because no, you're the, going to defeat the purpose of all that. All that development was based yeah. around that. So, the yeah, convention it has to be center there. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got to be right in the same footprint, basically. Yes, yes. And and that's the good thing about Oklahoma City is you got land. Now, this isn't Chicago where you're like, holy cow, where are we going to put an arena? Every square inch of this place has been built upon. Uh, there's I don't know who owns it all down there, but uh, assuming I mean, there there is – land around there where you could do something with but anyway so you think do you back to my original question do you think the announcement of this has been perceived as positive or negative or 50 50 i've or what, seen what about i've seen about 50 50 there's those that don't want it they don't want anything mentioned as far as you know if the thunder want that they go pay for it themselves and then there are those I hang around more sports fans, so the sports fans are kind of along the lines of me thinking it's a generic arena that was for different purposes. Now we have a different goal in mind. It needs to be a new one needs to be built and and fit what we are in being an NBA town. Is what most sports fans, I think, feel. Well, this will be a fascinating debate and argument and conversation and ongoing discussion. I'm sure for months, maybe maybe uh, more. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. This is the T-Row in the Morning Show on the ref statewide. He's Toby. I'm TJ. This hour is brought to you by... RK Black. I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, "Man, my printer went out on me. It just won't print no more and copy anymore." And I said, what "You got to call RK Black." Like. It was a, a very real conversation that really did happen. Um, RK Black. That's your answer there. Document management, network solutions, copiers, fax, printers, scanners. They've been doing it since 1952. 405-943-9800. on a summer afternoon. RKBlack.com. That was a real conversation that really, really did happen. Air Comfort Solutions text line. (laughs) Slap me silly and call me Margaret. I can't get my printer to work for the hill of beans. (laughs) Uh, Original Bash Brothers was better than any props used today. Uh, That was cool when they uh, started doing the forearm smash. smash. Yeah. Yeah. You think they got bruises from that? Um. Too strong, probably. But the uh, the the uh, the things that they used after the game healed those bruises. A lot up of quickly. people, a lot of people say it, it wore them down. Like it, by the time they got to the nineteen ninety World Series, they they uh, were swept by the Cincinnati Ooh. Reds because their forearms were so sore. Ooh. That's what most people say. Burr. Uh, I pray for the day that Jasmine gets evicted. That accent is fake. I don't think the accent is fake at all. I think they have asked her to play Embellish. it up. That's her, that's her character. Yeah. And so they have asked her to play it up, just like they ask the guy from New Jersey to play up the New Jersey accent, just like they ask the guy from, you know, the surfer. What was the Tyler, Tyler. a few years back mm-hmm. that was the surfer dude, you know? So that's become her character. I enjoy it. Uh, every time she opens her mouth, I chuckle. 
it is over the top. But I can't wait to see like what I feel like the producers are probably writing lines for her. Well, that, that seems like, like a lot of them yeah. at times. So, yeah. now, I, and see, I think I've been misunderstood today. I like a good southern accent. I don't like when it's weaponized like that. When it's used as a we- weapon. Weaponized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put on Twitter right now. <laughs> Who does TJ hate more? Jasmine from Big Brother or Dylan Gabriel? Uh, Toby uh, takes off his headset, looks at me. I take off my headset, and Dick says, It's TJ's fault! (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, When TJ talks like a Southerner, he sounds like Mick Jagger in Faraway Eyes. (laughs) I haven't seen that. Uh, do you think Notre Dame is interested in the Big 12 because that would automatically make them the big dog? When I no. mentioned NBC was talking, wanted to talk to both sides, it's not together. So Notre Dame would have a television package, and the Big 12 would have a television package. They want both of them. They're separate. That, not, not to say that the Big 12 isn't reaching out to Notre Dame, but the NBC thing, when I said they were in discussion, they, they want two separate rights packages with Notre Dame being one, and then the Big 12 being another. Here's, here's, here's the pipe dream scenario by which that works out. If NBA, NBC or, yeah, let's say NBC, or Amazon or whoever the ringleader. So you got ESPN backing the SEC. You've got Fox backing the Big Ten, right? If NBC or Amazon or whoever decides we want we want to build this third monster conference, and then we want obviously Notre Dame. Let's go get Oregon and Washington. Let's pick off Clemson, Florida State, and Miami, and let's add them to part or all of what the Big Twelve's got going on right now. That's a pipe dream. But there's your scenario by which Notre Dame gets entangled with the Big 12. Because it is an interesting discussion to ask. If you strip away the the elite team, so we're, we're taking, I mean, there's really not an elite team left in the Pac-12, but let's say Oregon, okay? Let's say you take away Oregon. Let's say out of the ACC you take away Clemson, Maybe you can stop right there. Then what is the strongest base under that? Well, the ACC has been terrible, right? I mean, in football, even stalwarts like Florida State and Miami have been no good. And the Pac-12 is well chronicled, real chronicled to be bad. The answer might be the Big 12. I mean, the answer might be of those, if you take away the elite top team, the answer might be Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas Tech, West Virginia. That, I mean, that might be your strongest. Now, I'm not saying it's great, but it might be the strongest, especially now that you're adding some of these teams you're adding. So would, would an NBC or an Amazon or somebody say, all right, let's take the the, the base route here of the Big 12, and let's add these elite teams like Notre Dame, Oregon, and Clemson, and Florida State to it, and now we've got our third super conference. 
I mean, a very unlikely scenario, but there's your way that Notre Dame gets mixed up with the Big 12, in my opinion. This Air Comfort Solutions texture says, sounds like TJ would rather live in Tulsa, much closer to his lake house. That's from John, the volleyball dad. Mm-hmm. No, I just thought mm-hmm. I'd like be okay better than uh, Paycom. Um, I would not like to live in Tulsa. I wouldn't like to live in Oklahoma City. Norman is getting too big for me. There will be a day when I am in Are small a town, boy? a small town, a living boy on some land. Yeah, that's what I am. That's what <laughs> like I am. Piedmont. How about Piedmont? Piedmont's getting too big for me. You guys are getting too big. <laughs> I want small, like 900 people small. You want a ranch? I wouldn't mind a ranch. wouldn't mind that. 100 acres out somewhere. You want, you want to live next to Reggie Willits? Uh, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. So your ideal future yes. is some land mm-hmm. out, in the, uh, out in the country, or do you want to be in a small town? Uh, out in the country near uh, the lake, probably. Okay. So uh, during near Lake Tenkiller? Uh, that, that probably would be just fine, okay. yes. yes. All right. A uh, 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 piece of property, maybe mm-hmm. on the lake. Perhaps, yeah. Near enough a town, you can go get you some groceries if you need it. Yeah, yeah. Piggly Wiggly. If the Piggly Wiggly's nearby, that'll be a big selling point for me. Might have to and leave there's the state gotta for that. be there's gotta be a bar around sure. with a stage on it where a guy with an acoustic guitar from time hey, to time will the sit deck on the stool. works just fine up in Cookson just for that, yeah. I like it. I like your vision. Uh dad joke of the day. Here we go. I was uh, I had a happy childhood. My dad used to put me in tires and roll me down hills. Those were good years. <laughs> oh, I like our dad joke of the day. Uh, Tolson here. BOK seats nineteen thousand. Oop, hit the wrong All one. Right, that's bigger. Nineteen thousand one ninety nine. Paycom eighteen two zero three. So I, I would have okay. thought the other way around. I would have thought BOK was about a thousand less, but uh, let's see here. Here's I need th- to remember. Remind me. OU and Arkansas play there again this year. Remind me to uh, have a gander while I'm there. If I could borrow a uh, phrase from Jasmine. Yeah. Remind me to have a gander around while I'm there because I don't think I've ever done anything but go in the team entrance and sit on the floor. I need to go look around the concourse. I like the outside look of the building a lot, but I, I haven't gone up and looked around the amenities area. So, Here's some uh, stadium uh, thoughts here from some of these texters. Uh, new arena brings in more tax dollars, bigger, better events. Everyone wins, this texter says. They want to know, too, if I'm All tax right. exempt. Uh, <laughs> I am from any arena that's built in Oklahoma City. I'm not going to be paying for that. Uh, recently went to Milwaukee, visited the Pfizer Forum. That arena and the Deer District was incredibly well done for fan interaction. Every even looks like it revitalized their downtown. Hoping OKC follows suit. That's what this texture okay. says. What um, if Tulsa makes a move on the Thunder? Hey, that's always a possibility. If you can't get Tulsa, one built here, well, what if they just they say, hey, we're, we're gonna. Uh... We're gonna uh, offer you, uh, you know, we're gonna build you a new arena. Come up here. What if, what if Tulsa tries to move in on them? Could happen. There's gonna be a lot of cities, much less Tulsa, Vegas. Wouldn't that be something? Seattle? Wouldn't that be something? That would stoke the rivalry oh, between the two goodness. cities a little bit. Oh my goodness! 
Uh, the proposed site that makes the most sense is the Cox, Cox Convention Center being torn down and rebuilt right there. The city owns that site. The lease for that film company that's occupying it now ends in about a year or two. The other sites would have to be bought. That's from Greg. Even the parking lot? Greg, I'm asking Greg. As Even far as the, the parking, parking garage lot? being ripped down, you mean? No, 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 no. They were talking about the parking lot west of the Chesapeake Energy oh, Arena oh, right you, now is where the Oklahoman recommended they build it. Um, I so they would have to purchase that land. I don't mind. I don't mind the idea of the myriad. I guess, although I kind of like that film place being there right now. But the Thunder are more important than the film place. Boy, there's a lot of small town Oklahoma right now inviting me to their towns. A lot of oh, gold. Really? Be, uh, a lot of people. Uh, one, two, three. Goldsby. Uh, you to move Goldsby. with the rest of the station. Uh, out to Plank may be one of these texting in. Um, this one says, "I've got you, TJ." It's called Porter. It's near Muskogee, Wagner, and Coweta. Um, mm. Norman to Seoul for one year ago. We have fiber internet now. Three minutes from Lake Arbuckle. <laughs> uh, this one's inviting me out to live by them at Lake Thunderbird. Uh, Let me narrow this down for you, okay? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of small towns in Oklahoma. There's a lot of lakes in Oklahoma. A lot of land in Oklahoma. Yes. But TJ's going to have to be within seven minutes at maximum of a Whataburger. <laughs> hey, but Whataburger can be replaced by one of those greasy old burger joints that these small towns you're willing, have. You're willing to replace it with a small town uh Yes, because then uh, when I got to go into Tahlequah and go into the city, I can get me my water burger. That's true. See. Tahlequah's the city in this scenario. <laughs> Muskogee. Muskogee, I'm going into the city today, mama. You need anything from the store? I'm going to stop by the water burger too. We're going into Davis today. Does anybody need me to pick them up anything? <laughs> You're right, man. There's nothing like a small town Dairy King. You know, they can't call it Dairy Queen. They got to call it Dairy King. That's right. Dairy Boy. Yeah. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405 735 5510. If you're just joining the show, TJ has not come after any OU football players today like you did yesterday. I, did, I didn't so yesterday far, either. I did not half yesterday. half hour to go. 20 minutes to go in the show. Although I think I've angered um, my wife. She said, are you going to be living alone? You married a city girl. So I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Boy, that dark scenario I drew up earlier in the week is coming closer to being a reality, it sounds like. I think you should move to Piedmont. There's a a house for sale in our neighborhood. Got some land attached to it. You're still out in the country, but close enough to the city that uh, Katie will be happy. I'm sure we can find her a spot on the uh, police force around here somewhere. A real estate market. Do I I get my own studio uh, at my home? Because I'm not driving down here to produce the show every day. Come to my house. Yeah, either that or or we'll just do it together. We can do it. We'll either. You can come to my house, or we'll move this to your house, because your house is going to be bigger than mine. You're going to have the circle drive and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so we'll put the studio at your house. I'll come over every morning. I'll bring you a coffee, and we can watch the sunrise and do the show together every day. 
Just, now that sounds nice, just, doesn't it, just TJ? Just sit on the back porch and do a show. Have our coffee. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, a question for you, okay? Kirby Smart, head coach at Georgia, right? said yesterday he wants to uh, move the Georgia-Florida game. He's done with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. He wants it on campus. Um, he can't get a Florida coach to agree with him yet. So it hasn't been. They're still playing in Jacksonville. You you know they play that game in Jacksonville every year. I should start with this, TJ. Yes, yes. You know they play that game in Jacksonville every year, right? Correct, yes. Neutral site game, yes. Kirby wants to move it to campus. He says it hurts recruiting because you can't uh, have recruits at neutral site games. Now, I'm pretty sure OU in Texas, whoever the home team is, gets to host recruits every year in Dallas. Uh, Parker, if you're listening, please verify what he just said because I thought the same thing. We hear that all the time that guys are at OU Texas, and that's what kind of swayed them one way or the other. Right? I I reached out to someone in the know, and this is what they told me. Yes, they can invite kids to game, the home team. They can invite kids to games and provide tickets but they can't talk to them or take them in the locker room like a normal home game. Well, that's fine. That's, you know, they still see the atmosphere. They still experience it. So that's just as big of a recruiting tool to me as Kirby rolling over and saying, hey, kid, how you doing? So as it pertains to OU Texas, I completely agree with you. Inviting a kid, providing them tickets that you're recruiting to an OU Texas game and letting them see this is something you get to be a part of if you're here is more powerful than inviting them to a game. Could be potentially more powerful than inviting them to a game at Owen Field when you play Kansas State or or West Virginia. Without a doubt it is. And you you get to talk to them. As great as Owen Field is, and I love it, and that's very powerful, but the allure of the OU Texas game – is unlike anything else. So even though you can't have them in the locker room or talk to them, you still it still brings a lot of cachet, right? We agree. 100%. I don't know enough about Florida, Georgia. I, Florida, Georgia is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's not OU Texas. Uh, I, so I don't know if Kirby has a point here or not. This goes to what I've been saying for four or five years now. Why does everyone what, involved in again. college football want to ruin what's great about college football? Hmm. And neutral site games like that are incredible traditions that fans love, and it does not hurt your recruiting. I'm sorry. He's full it, of you who know what. Who won the national championship last year? I don't remember who even played in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. No, I think it should stay. That's what I'm I mean, saying. I he won the national title. He's a top recruiting class every year. What's he talking about? Like that's a traditional uh, big time game. Like quit trying Excuse to ruin me. what it makes the sport great. I think it is, but I don't know. Like I don't. It is a traditional game. I would love to hear from some Georgia and Florida fans to know if they are as reverential about that as we are about OU Texas. You know what I mean? Like, if they are like, oh, man, the one game we've got to go to every year is Jacksonville because we want to see Georgia. Or if they're like, man, I just assume play another game in Athens. No, they're like OU Texas fans about Dallas. You know this or you think this? I know this. 
Like there, there's right. vacations built around it. There's days taken off from work. It's it's an event. Well, then they need to keep it. Yeah. I feel like you're guessing a little bit. I'm not guessing at anything. People are trying to ruin a tremendous sport, and I'm getting sick and tired of it. Get off my lawn and stay away from my college football, <laughs> you losers. Like Ohio State, Michigan on campus is pretty cool. That's cool. But that's always Alabama, been the tradition. Auburn on campus is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Don't have a problem with it because that's always been the tradition. But if you've got a great neutral site game that everyone builds towards every year, you don't sit there and say, well, I sure would like to have Bob down here. He's a good quarterback, but can't even have him at the cocktail party. Shut up. You've got the number one recruiting class in the year, about every year for the last several years. Not hurting your recruiting at all. And with that, we have set the all-time morning show record <laughs> nationwide for most Southern accent imitations in three hours. I don't know. Congratulations. Rush, did us. we beat the rush? I think they held well, I that said record. Morning show. I okay. said okay. morning, morning show. show. Yeah, okay. I don't know. No, no way we could ever approach the voices that happened in the afternoon between three to six. That's another level. What a morning for us, TJ. Hey, TJ, great job there, my buddy. I Way appreciate you, Toby. Way to go. Why don't you go have yourself some biscuits and gravy as a celebration, TJ? Sounds scrum. That was just kinda that was just kind of my normal voice right there. We'll be back. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. <laughs> Four out of ten. That's what I give today's show, TJ. Four out of ten. Boy, I think you're uh, much harder on the show today than you need to be. I thought it was There's a no pretty brilliant show. There's just no, there was no meat in the show today. We can do better tomorrow. We welcome in Speaking now Chris Speaking of meat, Plank man, I the... killed me a deer the other day. Going to come over and have some fried chick, uh, fried deer meat up later. Yeah, we're going to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll Make some beef jerky. You know that. Uh, Chris, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Toby. How are you and TJ? Um, we're as happy as ants on a pile of sugar. That's what we are. That's exactly right. <laughs> ants on exactly a pile right. of sugar. I feel better now. One of our competitors just tweeted a photograph of his comforter in which he sees a, a picture of an old man. So uh, that makes me feel better about our competition we're up against today. So I think maybe our show's maybe our show's better than I thought. What's on your mind today, Chris Plank? I am intrigued. Have you done a show see... already today or no? Correct. Yes, yes I did. Uh... I did five to eight, and I've got it again tomorrow uh, and Saturday, five to nine, right here on. What's right the here topic? On the the hot topic out there in the nation. Jimmy G, and there's still you know Mad Dog's kind of unique because it's it's big on baseball, so there's excitement about today. You know, you get a Yankees Astros doubleheader, Dodgers Giants tonight. Uh, I know that's wild, right? Um, I think our station is very vested in baseball, but. It's weird, Toby, and this is something – I heard Teddy say this uh, the other day, and I don't remember if it was – I think it was on his show. But I was thinking about how sometimes people revolt against college football talk nationally. I've never understood it. it I'm thinking to myself, why? It's like, oh, I don't need to hear about college football. I'm like, well, you're crazy then. I don't want to talk to you. But it's funny because, you know, Stanford Steve comes out 
and picks Dylan Gabriel to win a Heisman. Now, he's a gambling yeah. guy, and, right. and I like Stanford, Steve. That's but uh, he's always uh, SVP's pal. Correct, correct. SVP, sidekick, does a podcast with a bear, Chris Felica, but mm-hmm. his track record, not, not that good, right? Not, oh, not okay. that good. But right. it cracks me up. And Teddy said this, and I was, I was watching the clip the other day, and maybe it's part of us being in this bubble, but he's laying out the reasons why he's picking Dylan Gabriel. And he's laying out like he transferred from UCF like it's breaking news. And then it's breaking news that who was his offensive coordinator when he was at UCF? Jeff Levy. And you're just – I think sometimes I forget, Toby, that, you know, while there's this certain faction that just never cares to talk about college football, there's also a lot of people who haven't followed it second by second, minute by minute, by minute like we do. And I think you're starting to see people take notice that, huh, Maybe Oklahoma's program didn't shut down when Lincoln Riley went to South, Southern California. Maybe, maybe people are hearing Brent Venable speak more. You're seeing the Big 12 stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's been a full 180, but I've seen a shift even. I bring it up because we talked about it this morning on Mad Dog. I, I think I've kind of seen a little bit of a shift in how people are starting to perceive Oklahoma. I think they're starting to realize that the cupboard not as bare as maybe it was first perceived to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 are correct in that sports is very regionalized in the United States yeah. and different places care about different things. I lived in Indiana for five years and I cannot tell you how great it felt when I moved back to Oklahoma to turn on the radio and hear them talking about college football. Like it just right. didn't happen up there. Like it was college basketball and the Pacers. 12 months a year. Basketball, basketball, basketball is all they cared about, all they talked about. And I love that sport. But the conversations about college football were very surface. And so I think you're right. When you're in the East Coast or you're in the big cities or you're in some other regional parts of the country, you know the surface information, which is Lincoln Riley left, a lot of recruits went with him, and thus the that equals OU is going to take a step back this year. And I get it. Right. I get it. But – we live in it. We know the reality of Brent Venables and who he's brought in, and they'll come around to it, too. So that's a good point. People that, that talk crazy like that make me madder than a wet hen, guys. <laughs> I hope this sticks. I hope this sticks. Chris, have the greatest show you've ever had today. I'll try to, Toby. See you tomorrow. Thank you to you fine folks for listening today. We'll try to do better tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody.